Welcome to the June 4th episode of 10. My name is Garrison and I'll be your host today. Today, I'll report to you on some of the most interesting news from around the world, such as Las Vegas casinos starting to open up, America's biggest mall defaulting on its mortgage, the return of the NBA, and much more. Our first story of the day comes from Boston, where offices were allowed to open at 25% capacity on Monday, but many non-essential workers did not show up. Instead, companies may be opting to keep workforces remote until September, or even 2021. When workers do return, they should expect their offices to look very different, such as one-way traffic in hallways, sneeze guards, and spaced-out work areas. Even as offices open, remote work should always be the first option if possible. Companies like Square and Twitter have told employees that they can work from home permanently. In Boston, workers at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Massachusetts, which used to have 450 employees coming into its headquarters every day, will be working remotely until at least Labor Day. In the short term, employees may find offices requiring temperature checks, face masks, and gloves. Open floor workplaces may have desks screened off, and communal areas could be made into private offices. Even after a vaccine is found, the office likely won't revert to how it functioned pre-pandemic. In some fast food news, a group of McDonald's franchises are hoping that the smaller menu that McDonald's implemented following the COVID-19 outbreak might become permanent. According to some franchises, during the coronavirus pandemic, the company's service times were at levels that they had never reached before. The franchises attributed this to the smaller menu, which allowed workers to focus on fewer tasks and become more efficient at performing them. However, McDonald's has previously said that all-day breakfast and other menu items would eventually return. So it seems that the wishes of the group of McDonald's franchises is unlikely. In some tourism news, Nevada is allowing some hotels and casinos to reopen on Thursday as part of the second phase of the state's reopening plan. But Las Vegas casinos won't look quite the same as they did before the coronavirus pandemic. Before reopening, casinos must submit a plan to the Nevada Gaming Control Board that ensures proper hygiene and social distancing measures will be in place. At MGM Resorts, one of Las Vegas' biggest casinos, that means enacting a seven-point safety plan that calls for employee screening, social distancing, enhanced cleaning protocols, and hand-washing stations on the casino floors. Employees will be required to wear masks, while guests will be encouraged to do so. In some parts of the resort, like at roulette tables, guests will be required to wear masks. In some real estate news, the owners and operators of the American Dream Mall in New Jersey have missed two payments on their massive $5 billion mall. Triple Five is the owner of American Dream Mall and also the Mall of America in Minnesota. American Dream opened its Nickelodeon-themed amusement park in October 2019 and has slowly started to open other aspects of the mall, such as their indoor water park, a massive candy store, indoor ski slope, and much more. American Dream has been closed since March 16th and construction was stalled by the statewide coronavirus lockdown. Non-essential construction was allowed to resume as of May 18th, but no reopening date has been given by American Dream. One thing that is clear, Triple Five failed to make payments on its $1.4 billion mortgage on Mall of America for April and May. This has drawn a lot of criticism, especially from New Jersey public officials who are upset because the American Dream Mall is backed with $1.2 billion in public money. In political news, Republicans are suddenly adjusting their plans for the national convention with less than three months until the event, saying they are moving President Trump's acceptance speech out of Charlotte, North Carolina, amid a standoff with the state's Democratic governor over restrictions to safely host a large-scale event in the midst of the coronavirus.
The city and the RNC are locked in a contract that was signed more than two years ago, requiring the convention be held in Charlotte. The event is scheduled for August 24th to 27th. Party officials are eyeing Nashville, Tennessee, as well as many other cities, as a potential alternative to host the marquee event in August. Part of the RNC's plan for Trump's nomination celebration involved 19,000 delegates, alternate delegates, staff, volunteers, elected officials, and guests, which North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper refuses to allow. In more coronavirus news, Sweden's top infectious disease expert admitted Wednesday that his controversial coronavirus strategy of avoiding a strict lockdown resulted in too many deaths. As Sweden's fatality rate soars, its chief epidemiologist, Anders Tegnell, whose plan focused on herd immunity, left many businesses and schools open as the pandemic raged, says he would have implemented stricter policies. Earlier this week, Sweden's death rate per capita emerged as the highest in the world at 43 fatalities per 100,000. During the pandemic, Swedes have been able to dine at restaurants, go shopping, attend gyms, and send their kids under age 16 to school. While his strategy was widely supported in Sweden, it was both hotly criticized and praised in other countries. In more international news, Boris Johnson, the United Kingdom's Prime Minister, has vowed to admit nearly 3 million Hong Kong residents to the United States in response to China's efforts to impose a new national security law on the territory. Boris Johnson said about 350,000 Hong Kong residents who hold British national overseas passports, as well as some 2.5 million people who meet the requirements to apply for them, would be issued 12-month renewable visas to live in the UK. That visa could clear the passage to British citizenship but Johnson did not elaborate any further. Johnson asserted that China's decision to impose a new national security law on Hong Kong, rather than to allow Hong Kong to govern through its own institution, lies in direct conflict with the United Nations registered Sino-British Joint Declaration. The 1997 agreement handed over Hong Kong, previously a British colony, to Beijing as long as Hong Kong's people were allowed to retain some liberties not afforded to Chinese citizens. In a follow-up to yesterday's Tiger King announcement that Carol Baskins would take control of Joe Exotic Zoo, a Florida sheriff has announced that the will of Carol Baskins' missing husband was forged. Carol Baskins' former husband, Don Lewis, mysteriously vanished in 1997, leaving roughly $5 million in the hands of his wife and entirely cutting out his family from inheriting any of his wealth. It's a subject of great scrutiny in the Tiger King documentary, and it's more than heavily implied that Carol Baskin may have had something to do with the disappearance of her husband, who was legally declared dead in 2002. The statute of limitations has expired on this newly discovered crime, so no charges can be brought against Carol Baskin for a fraudulent will. However, the good news is that the case of Lewis's disappearance remains open, and this latest development gives investigators even more reason to keep digging. Joe Exotic famously accused Carol Baskin over and over again of killing her husband, even going so far as to theorize that she either buried him in the foundation of a facility on the grounds of Big Cat Rescue or that she fed them him to some of his tigers. In some sports news, the NBA's Board of Governors intends to approve a league proposal on a 22-team format to restart the season in Orlando, Florida. Commissioner Adam Silver and the league's advisory slash finance committee have shared the broad details of a plan with teams to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The plan includes 13 Western Conference teams and 9 Eastern Conference teams, 8 regular season games, a possible play-in tournament for the 8th seed, and playoffs. Teams will begin training at team sites in July and advance to full training camps in Orlando later that month. 
The NBA and National Basketball Players Association are negotiating details of the return to plays safety protocol and competition. The NBA is planning to have uniform daily testing for the coronavirus within the Disney campus environment. If a player tests positive for the virus, the league's intent would be to remove that player from the team to quarantine and treat individually and continue to test other team members as they play. This is great news for the NBA fans who have been without basketball since March 11th. In the hottest news of the day, the former Minneapolis police officer who pressed his knee into George Floyd's neck was charged on Wednesday with a new, more serious count of second-degree murder, and the three other officers on scene during his killing were charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder. The announcement came more than a week after Floyd was killed while in police custody in Minneapolis, sparking nationwide protests that call for the end of police violence against black citizens. Derek Chauvin, who pressed his knee into Floyd's neck for nearly nine minutes was previously charged with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. The new second-degree murder charge says he killed Floyd without intent in the course of committing assault in the third degree, according to an amended complaint. Thomas Jane and J. Alexander Kwong, who helped restrain Floyd, and Tao Tao, who stood near the others, were not initially charged. Lane, Kung and Tao are now charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder and aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter. Second-degree murder and aiding and abetting second-degree murder are punishable by up to 40 years in prison. Manslaughter and aiding and abetting manslaughter are punishable by up to 10 years in prison. That's all for today's news. Thank you for listening and have a great day.